Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to eighty percent less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there and welcome to Databank Brawl, the podcast where we learn about Star Wars characters, we discuss them, we share our little feelings, and then we make those characters fight for our, and hopefully your, amusement. I am your host. My name is Joseph Scrimshaw. With me is always as some whiskey and Ken Knapsack. Glad to be here. We have recovered from that amazing, wonderful 50th episode of Databank Brawl. was truly epic in scope, length, 
glory, <laughs> shame, everything in every way. That was such a fun uh, episode to record. Absolutely. Uh, so for for this one, I kind of wanted to bring us uh, back down, not to Earth, because Earth isn't in Star Wars, uh, but wanted to... Yet. <laughs> oh, please. Never. I don't know. That might break me. That might break me. There's no Earth in Star Wars. The Yuuzhan Vong are on Earth, right? No. Now. They're there with the Battlestar Galactica people who actually started... Nope. We're going to stay positive here today, folks. Strange little dip into madness there for a second, but we're going to get back to databank brawl. Uh, so this is just a, a straight up for our big 50th. We had a mini tournament and this is just straight up two characters, two very different characters, which is often the magic of databank brawl. We are going to start with a character that you will of course look up, but you yeah. also don't need to because this character is oh, good. very close to your heart. Mm. I know this character to be close to Ken's I've already heart. fought Admiratus three times, Joseph. <laughs> yes, you have. In this character, eh, we'll, we'll see he, where he lands on your Ratus scale okay. Okay. Uh, is how much you like him. But our first combatant is... Moff Jergerod. Oh, yo, wow. <laughs> Here is the what the StarWars.com databank has to say about Moff Jergerod. A chilly technocrat, mm-hmm. Tian Jergerod was responsible for overseeing construction of the second Death Star above the forest moon of Endor. The task was difficult, to say the least. Jergerod desperately needed more time and more resources. What he got instead was a visit from Darth Vader. <laughs> And that's it. <laughs> that's all that the StarWars.com databank has to say. As always, one of the reasons we do databank brawl is to see what is actually written about them in their short, pithy little entrances uh, on StarWars.com databank and to see how much uh, sort of value judgments there are. Yeah. And this is chilly. Uh, chilly seems a chilly technocrat. Mm-hmm. Uh, chilly seems unfair. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get back to that. Uh, we go into the wilds of Wikipedia as well to see yeah. what additional info uh, Ken can find there, get some physical description, all that good stuff. Absolutely. Comes in at 1.73 meters tall. He's a human male. His home world planet is Tinnel 4, the much talked about and very popular Tinnel 4, where he's part of that wealthy family that uh, probably helped him uh, get a head start and a leg up in the grand, uh, well, the empire. But uh, his, not canon, his grandfather, uh, was a republic uh, like general. Right? Oh. Uh, his name was uh, Admiral Republic Admiral Jed Gerard. Um, and that also means uh, would, he would have a name. I'm, I'm curious now. I'm going to find out his <laughs> what name. his first name is. It just says was uh, he a Tion Tion Senior too. Senior? Yeah, the inter- a, the he, internet's not helping me. <laughs> um, anyways, back to uh, Moff Jed Gerard. Um, he crisp. His appearance is that crisp classic imperial uh, officer outfit. Yeah, hat sharp. He's got the little little. What what is that in the center of the imperial officer's hat? The little metal pin. Oh <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Some bling, right? Uh, and some yeah. bling. It's some some flare from office some, space. Some flare. Some flare. He uh, stern face, uh, dark coloring. The hair color dark brown. Eye color green. Uh, he is. Um, you know. He's just, he 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 looks serious. Yeah. Pensive. Little, I've always considered him to be at times a little overwhelmed. It would appear, yeah. But I always took that because Vader and Emperor Palpatine were there. Absolutely, absolutely. Is there a quote for him? Well, they have uh, they have the quotes that you expect from Return of the Jedi, Lord Vader. This is unexpected pleasure. We are honored by your presence. Um, but and I've talked about this quote, but I, I'm going to say it again. Yeah, please do. It's from the Return of the Jedi novel uh, when Moff Jedi Gerard is walking towards the hangar bay to greet Vader. 
writer. You're getting insight into his character. And he walked with purpose. And he walked. He, 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 his mind, his monologue is saying uh, he's not rushing because he believed he was always where he wanted to be. Oh, wow. He's pretty zen for he Imperial. Never rushed. And then his thought was, and it was a, one of my favorite quotes, is great men never hurry. Great men cause others to hurry. Oh. And I, I just loved that early on when I read that. Yeah. I don't know why I took to that. And there was just something I can't explain it. Radis, I can explain. Yeah. Other characters I can explain. I just have always liked Moff Jer Gerard because he just seemed it it seemed like he wasn't he was a guy just doing his job in a way. Yeah. His job was to build this Death Star and we have to imagine the construction of the second Death Star maybe began we might learn that it began, you know, along the same time of the first Death Star. Maybe they're like towards the end we're like, All right, I think I think this is gonna work. Let's order another one. <laughs> we need a pair. We need a hers yeah. Death Star. <laughs> Krennic, are you sure this is going to work? Let's start building this. Yeah. You know, like, otherwise, they du- they doubled their efforts. Yeah. And if I was Jared Gerard, I would, if, if, if it's true that they started the second Death Star construction after the first one. Yeah. And Vader was complaining and the Emperor was complaining. I'd say, I'd like to point out, I've nearly completed this one in about two years. It took you guys 19 years to yeah. build the other one. Where the hell is my grand? <laughs> yeah. I want a cape. I'm just Moff Jared Gerard. No cape. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I want to talk about this character emotionally yeah. uh, because I think he is really unique in the Imperials because I think at the beginning of the Jedi, he is a part of two factors that are going on. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. One is the general softening of Vader mm. and underplaying the villainy of the other Imperials so right. you can up the villainy of the Emperor himself. Right. And because of both those things, he comes off much more nuanced than our other random Imperials. Like, we love Ozzo, we love Piet, and we can kind of guess behind the mask, but he shows so many things. He shows that efficiency. He shows that, like, I'm an important man of the Empire. Right. But then he's like, I've really given some thought to how to break bad news to Vader. <laughs> In the way he's got that, like... yeah. I'm not complaining. This is just the truth. I am willing to look at many options, Lord Vader. I'm just telling you. Yeah. I need more men. Yeah. It's just facts. Yeah, it's It's just facts. But with like fear and respect. Yeah. All boiled in there. He was an engineering student. Yeah. That's where he made his made his way in the universe. Yeah. And now he's in charge of this death machine. And he's always redoubling his efforts. <laughs> yeah, 19 years to three years. <laughs> that, that's that's more than doubling yeah. our efforts, he, Palpatine. He, he quintupled. Quintupled. Yeah. I'm quintupling yeah. of my whiskey. He quintupled <laughs> his efforts at least to begin with to get this far yeah. along. And some great behind-the-scenes stuff. There's some del- great deleted scenes you yeah. can find them online of him trying to hold Vader back from going to see the Emperor with some royal guards, and, and Vader starts choking him a little bit. Yeah. Because um, we all like light choking. Um, and then uh, he there was this underlying plot that was cut out of the movie where – if things went awry, Emperor Palpatine was like, you know, turn this thing on the moon of Endor itself yeah. and just take out everything. And Gerard didn't really want to do that, you know, because his buddies are probably down there. My buddy Steve is on down there. He's, he's leading Tempest Force. Right. He's a good Imperial <laughs> officer. Yeah. Like, those are my people. Exactly. So they do have some moments where he does, he follows his duty. He's but a good. He doubts it. Doubts it. There's some hesitation. And I'm reading this. I don't know how. This just, I've never seen this before. This could be a Wilds of Wikipedia fact here, right. Joseph. During the film's early development, late English actor Alan Rickman auditioned for Jer Gerard's role. What? I'm going to check up. I'm going to check on the link on that. I'm going to see. I don't know. It's on the internet. It must be true. By the hammer of Grafthar. 
<laughs> you need more minutes. Anyways, I could talk for 20 more minutes yeah, about Jared Gerard. And there's going to be plenty of opportunity. That. This might be the first time where you and I have just kind of straight up disagreed with what StarWars.com Databank says. To Ooh. call him Chili. I don't know if Chili yeah. is that right. Practical? Pragmatic? Well, unfair. Hmm. Anyway, so our next character is uh, a more experimental character. Mm-hmm. It will be very interesting uh, for us to portray this character because yeah. our second combatant is another denizen of a Death Star, the Dianoga. <laughs> Here's what StarWars.com Databank has to say about the Dianoga. <laughs> I'm going to warn you right now, his entry is significantly longer than Jared Gerard's. <laughs> Just cruel. Outrageous, sir. After Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, and Chewbacca rescued Princess Leia from her cell on the Death Star, they sought safety in one of the battle station's trash mm-hmm. compactors. Mm-hmm. It was a perilous refuge. The garbage masher was home to a tentacled carnivore known as a Dianoga. The slimy monster poked an eye stalk above the surface of the gra- garbage to see what had invaded its abode and then attacked, dragging Luke under the surface to drown him so he could become a meal later. Fortunately for Luke, the Dianoga let go of him and disappeared. Unfortunately for all of the rebel heroes, the creature fled because it sensed the walls were about to move, crushing anything in their path. A lot of information in there really about the Dianoga. You're a, you're a monster. <laughs> Much like the Dianoga. I didn't, I always thought it was one big long snaky guy. No, it looks like a Rathtar and a uh, octopus. Wow. Yeah. If if you go on the, if you're looking on uh, Wikipedia, um, oh, gee, my flash isn't working on the computer. Oh, boy. I'm having a <laughs> life. I'm telling you, I'm having a life this week, Joseph. Um, yeah, if you click, they have some uh, some uh, concepts uh, or some, some stuff there. Look at that. That's a oh, very yeah. raftar like Oh, that yeah. That's a HP Lovecraft monster. Yeah, yeah. It looks like you're going to roll some 20s to save yourself yeah, from this absolutely. thing here. You lost some sanity just looking at that guy. <laughs> uh, for sure. So that's great. That's great confirmation that mm-hmm. uh, this beast is so much more than I ever thought it uh, it was. Uh, that is a carnivore. It was yeah. saving Luke for later. That's great to know. What right. does Wikipedia have to say about the Dianoga? Do we have a height? <laughs> we, we have non, these non-sentient cephalopod. Average height, 10 meters. Non-sentient? Uh, yeah. Mm. Mm. I don't right. know about that. Yeah. I, don't no, know I think that. that's, yeah. Average philosophical l- question at best. <laughs> <laughs> Average length seven meters. Uh, distinctions: seven suckered tentacles. We, we seven suckered tentacles. Seven suckered tentacles <laughs> for seven brothers. Mm-hmm. And uh, from homeworld of, of Vodran. So you know you can't be that non-sentient if you have a homeworld. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Going into Doctor Steve Brule. You just totally has thoughts. <laughs> Um, and uh, I, uh, I like this last entry. It's on the Canon tab, Joseph. Okay, okay. Experienced chefs could make grilled Dianoga into a tasty oh, breakfast dish. Yeah. But overcooking it would activate the blood parasites in the fatty tissue, destroying the flavor. Okay, well, that's good to know. So, Dexter Jester, watch it. If you're going to serve <laughs> it in the diner, you got to cook that Dianoga right. Yes. Uh, how do you feel about the Dianoga? I, you have any feelings I have, to speak of? I do have a lot of feelings. <laughs> um, you know, as a kid, I scare easily. Okay. I don't watch a lot Ooh. of horror movies. And so I got to say, as a young young boy, little Kenny Knapsack watching Star Wars after he had seen Jedi. Mine, Jedi is the first one I really mm-hmm. saw. I mean, well, New Hope was, but I was one year, one year old. Uh, didn't remember it, obviously. So the Rancor monster terrified me. Okay. 
The Wampa showing up out of nowhere. Wampa's the scariest thing when you're a kid. Killing the Tauntaun, which to me, I'm like, that's a large dog you can ride, right? <laughs> um, and and then the Dinoga, pulling Luke underneath wasn't the problem so much. It was when that little head popped up. I was it's like, a- yeah. It's the conjunctivitis, right? It's, yes. it's the red eye, right? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. So, um, yeah, and, and then it's then it becomes one of those characters we talk a lot about on Data Bank where it's like, it's fun to know what that is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the trash can pack. Oh, you mean the Dianoga. I have, you know, you mean the Dianoga to so many people yeah. uh, before, you know, <laughs> I, I found my way here to Force Center and I could talk about the Dianoga mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And I do. I love the Dianoga. Uh, he's uh, it, uh, no, no gender, but like uh, we have talked in recent times about th- how much uh, Star Wars, especially the original trilogy, does follow all of these myths, all mm-hmm. of these uh, other things that George Lucas liked. But it's always got all of these just weird things yeah. of like why. <laughs> Why is that creature in there? Yeah. Did the Empire put it in there? Yeah. Is it going to eat Luke? Why, you know, obviously we know why it let Luke go, but it's good to know here that it uh, it was saving him for later. Right. That, that was right. its meal. That's, uh, yeah, and then and looking at it, I've never really stopped. I've, I've seen what it looks like in general, but I've never really stopped to see that mouth in the center. It's, it's very Rathdar-like. Yeah. Maybe they're cousins. Oh, maybe. Maybe. All right. So, uh, is there any other information? No quotes for the, uh, <laughs> the Dianoga, I imagine. <laughs> Dianoga is a silent killer. Let, let me check the Legends tab. Maybe there's a <laughs> sure. Dianoga quote. No, nope, we're good. No uh, no individual name for this specific yeah. Dianoga in Legends? That we know of. <laughs> Not yet, but there will be. Mm-hmm. All right. With that, we shall fight. Now, you should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. As always, we have to decide where this happens, and I admit I, I have a thought. Okay, go with your thought. And, Run and with it. I can I can tell I can see a thought in your, your the balloon forming above your head. I had a couple different options, but I want I want to see where you go. Uh, my thought is that this is on the second Death Star. Okay, and that who knows how the Dianoga ended up on the first Death Star? Maybe we can mm-hmm. discuss. Right, but maybe that is now a requirement that Death Stars need Dianogas. <laughs> They just show up. They know. just show, or maybe yeah. they show up. Maybe they show. Up. We don't know. Yeah, but it seems to me that there's there's uh, some kismet here. Mm-hmm. We have the person in charge of the second Death Star. Yeah, and a denizen of the first Death Star. I think you're right. Yeah, was that what you were thinking? I was thinking that. I okay. was like, sometimes the most obvious answer is the answer. I also was thinking maybe in some alternate universe, Gerard gets to an escape pod because he's just not happy with what's oh. going on. And ends up on, uh, you know, Endor on the on the swampy side on mm. the other side. But mm. you know what? I like simple. Yeah. Well, uh, let's start uh, on the Death Star and see where we end up. See where we end. Yeah, because okay. I suspect that escape pods, escape Are? pods should really be involved in a lot more of our fights. <laughs> they should. <laughs> but this is uh, this is pretty disgusting. Okay. So uh, I have pulled up the actual photo of the Dianoga. Right for inspiration. Ooh, boy, nasty. All right. So. Jerdrod, uh, where do you think this? When do you think this is happening? Is this uh, before Vader's visit? I know. Here's what I, I think. I think. I think. You know. Maybe we're gonna we're gonna combine some things here. Okay. Joseph, some thoughts. I think during the height of the Battle of Endor, ooh, as war weight raging all around, uh, Moff Jerdrod, T and Gerard has a has a crisis of consciousness. Yeah, and. Um, Conscious or consciousness? Uh, I thought you meant that he knocked himself out. That's what I... <laughs> he has a crisis of conscience. Conscience. Right. But the whiskey and adult root beer I'm having is giving me a crisis, a crisis of, of consciousness. consciousness. Indeed. <laughs> and we're both sentient beings, just like the diet. No, I'm not so it. sure anymore. <laughs> um, so he, he has a crisis. Okay. <laughs> of his heart. All right. And uh, morality. And he is not happy that Palpatine has, has said, you know, hey... I got Galeus Rax taking my, you know, everyone's going to meet up on Jakku, and we're going to go to the Unknown Regions. Um, but meantime, you're going to destroy the moon of Endor. Yeah. And Gerard's like, I ain't having uh, this. Yeah, no, I, ain't I don't want to. So he starts to escape. 
Okay. He starts to run. But there's explosions going all around. Uh, he swears when he passes a hangar, there's like uh, what looks like someone putting Darth Vader onto like a shuttle or he's talking to him down there. There's some stuff. He doesn't know what's okay, going so on. Okay, so there's some urgency here. The there's, Death Star is shaking. There's some shaking. It may be, you know, I think this is, this is that time. <laughs> this is a time. It had to take Luke a little while to drag Vader down to the hangar. Absolutely. Number one, he had to maybe find it. <laughs> yeah. Look up a map. <laughs> Uh, you are here. Okay, so this isn't necessarily Vader is not down at the. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I rephrase that. Maybe, uh, maybe as as Gerard's running, he passes and he's like, "Who's that?" The elevator opens to the spire, right? Yes. And it, there's Luke and Vader getting off. He's like, is that was that that rebel helping that, Vader? Anyway, the rebel scum I got my own issues. Yeah, I'm out of here. I'm yeah. out. Um, so he's running, and at one point. Uh, he's disoriented, he's lost, there's explosions, things are rattling, and he takes a wrong turn and just jumps, and he ends up in a trash compactor. Okay, so you think that... Not uh, the chute, like the chute. Han, Leia, and Chewie, and everyone went down, but like the door. You know, the door oh, that the walked... the proper door. The proper door. The actual door. It was open, it was malfunctioning. Yeah. Okay. He takes so a wrong turn. We get to answer a question of Star Wars, uh, a true question of Star Wars at this point is, mm-hmm. how is all of that trash generated by the station. What is in this tra- trash compactor on the Death Star 2 mm. as it's shaking, as it's exploding? Is yeah. it full? Has it been emptied recently? Does it uh, empty itself by just... Well, I guess it, it smashes the trash. That's the whole point. It right, compacts right. it, and then, I don't right. know, they probably feed it to stormtroopers. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's in there. So, uh, But there's certainly understandable that there's uh, equipment. Like mm-hmm. if a little part of the Death Star fell off, if, if a hydro spanner breaks, you right. throw your broken hydro spanner and it goes into the trash right uh but the fluid is that yeah. just waste all these years have our did luke disappear into <laughs> imperial so. poo i don't think so okay as we've learned later on with finn even the first order it took all their direction from the empire i think they realized they needed sanitation troopers absolutely so <laughs> I, I i think that's a separate Okay, so that's uh, hallway. that's like beverages. So yeah. the fluid is oil, maybe oil beverages. Know, okay, yeah, l- lubricants and okay. stuff like that. Uh, you know? Maybe the emperor had some stuff repainted and decided I want that color. <laughs> yeah, put it in the trash compactor. Yeah, painted another shade of red. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Only black and red. No teal, tin. <laughs> no teal, tin. Uh, so yeah, I think that's what it is. So I think, but there's some parts in there. Okay, it, it's piled up. So a little bit. he. Uh, he gets confused. He opens the door to the trash compactor, thinking he is heading. Maybe it's yeah. I think I th- I was thinking maybe the door's open and he's just running. He's oh no, like, I like this. The the door he, bl- got blasted open. Yeah, and he's like, and he like lands in and there. he just he he hits the edge of it and he falls in splash yeah. in the uh, ambigu- mm-hmm. ambiguous but not bodily right. fluid. Right. Okay. And now I think he is a student of the first Death Star. I think oh, he yeah. knows. Everything about the first first Death Star. Yeah. I think he knows that mm-hmm. somehow a creature from a far away planet ended up in the trash compactor, <laughs> and that they had yeah. worked hard. They don't know how this happened. Right. Right. How, this is a very technical, you know, non organic station, and somehow, right, this horrific monster. Uh, ended up there, and and I think they really tried. They had Dianoga watchers, just like oh yeah, make sure it doesn't come slithering off the ship from somewhere. 
but he's weird. Checks. I think he's. I think he's almost got a, like a little paranoia about it. Like that's a horrible thing to hear. He knows. Like I, I see. He he's on like um, you know, like much like with Luke, the water wasn't too deep. No. So no. it's similar. So I think he's up to his elbows. He's on his knees. He's kind of like on all fours, but in this disgusting water. Yeah. And he just he kind of looks up and he's like, "Oh, Tian, you've done it again. Yeah. What have you done to yourself? Get a hold of yourself." What's going on? He looks at this is not good. I got to get out of here. Right. So that's when he starts to stand up and the water store stirs next to him. The water stirs. Yeah. And I think he whirls around in almost like a horror movie. He turns towards the frightening thing, yeah. the water moving, and then wham. Yeah. The door slams shut. The Death Star has been shaken again. Yeah. Uh, and the door slams shut. Yeah. Now he turns back to the door and he wrestles with it. And it's it's not coming open. It's yeah. not coming open. Rushes up to it. Yeah. Kicks it a little bit. And he knows that it's blaster proof. Just yes. in case. Yes. Uh, you know, and I don't even know if he has a blaster on that belt. Oh, probably I, not. I, probably no, not. No, I can't I really remember. There might be one somewhere in this yeah. junk. Yeah. Uh, so then he knows that he needs to get out of there. He needs to, first he's going to see if maybe he can call for help. But there's no... inner. Well, on the first Death Star, there was no intercoms. No. Second Death Star, <laughs> in his infinite wisdom... Moff, T, and Gerard it had them install intercoms. Yeah, he studied the reports. They got the reports off the de- first Death right. Star before it blew and like, hey, by the way, sometimes people hang out <laughs> sometimes there. Sometimes people are in there. <laughs> so he calls. He just can't get anybody. Right, because everybody's busy. Yeah. Dying. Before leaving their posts. <laughs> you know? I think he starts to... Uh, yeah, so he, he, he tries to call the, the proper departments and no one's answering. And that is when uh, suddenly... As he's poking at the door, mm-hmm. he uh, he hangs his head in frustration. Yeah, and you know, as we know, that he is not a, just a chilly technocrat; he is a, a an emotional imperial. Yeah, and so I think he has a sigh, like a just this ain't my day kind of sigh. Yeah, <sighs> Moff T and Gerard's very good, no bad day, he, very bad, no good day. <laughs> he gathers himself. Yeah, and then when he looks up back at the com, there's a tentacle on it now. <laughs> Yeah, from somewhere. Yeah, there's a tentacle. Up there, slapping up there. And the nightmares he heard about from yes. the backs. He's like, it's true. Yeah. Every time I hear about a bad thing, it's true. It's true. Everybody told me, hey, hey when you meet Vader, he's really scary. Yeah. Hey, when you meet Palpatine, even more scary. Yeah. And hey, if you ever go into a trash compactor, there's going to be a Dianoga. They just like trash. Yeah. Beware the Dianoga was actually uh, later on in the galaxy a nursery rhyme that <laughs> parents would tell their children. The Dianoga are just incredibly clever creatures. Right. Who love trash. Yep. They are the gross Oscar the Grouch <laughs> of Star Wars. They effing love trash. Uh, so this tentacle slaps up. Yeah. And now, do you think that Jared Gerard? How much of a man of action is he? I mean, your quote you shared with me from the Return of the Jedi novelization suggests he's a man of action. So does he fight? Does he try to command the Dianoga? What does he do? Jer Gerard looks deep into his soul and says, I'm exactly where I want to be. <laughs> and I need to remember that or else I'm not going to get out and get to somewhere else that I want to be. Right. So there is a moment. As he looks over and the tentacles holding the intercom, he slowly turns around to see what he's facing. Yeah. He doesn't really see anything but a body kind of emerging from the water in this one tentacle. And then that's when the second tentacle comes out and just slaps his hat off. Oh. Ah. It just smacks his hat off. Yeah. Proving. Wow. Already this, this beam might be more sentient than people yeah. give it credit. 
I think so. Mm-hmm. I think this being is aware of what it is. It's yeah. cognizant of its own existence and therefore right. its wants, its questions. <laughs> Why do I exist? Says the Dianoga. What is my place? Why am I so attracted to trash? There are plenty of other places with trash. <laughs> yeah. Why do I have to be on floating death Why? balls? Why am I here? Why am I here? What is this? And uh, I think maybe even this Dianoga has gone on a journey of self-discovery mm-hmm. and knows that this is the guy in charge of him. This is the guy who uh, feeds the trash and then every once in a while tries to kill him <laughs> by smashing the trash. But I think the Dianoga is, uh, doesn't have a skeleton. Yeah. So it can get squished and then unsquished. Yeah. But it's still unpleasant. And he knows this is the guy who does that to him. Right. On a regular basis. Yeah. For yeah. no apparent reason. Um, so I think he wants to understand mm-hmm. and he wants to hurt him. Yeah. First, Definitely. before he can understand. Definitely. So I think he uh, he is going to push Ger Gerard to his limits. He wants Ger Gerard to strike first. Yeah. So I think now he uh, basically, uh, he slapped the hat off. Yeah. Ger Gerard is still being cool about it. Right. Uh, now he does just a little light slap across the face, almost like an old dueling challenge. <laughs> like a little tentacle, just the tip of it. <laughs> right. Does that. He does that. Ger mm-hmm. Gerard, I think, is still frozen in terror. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I think the Dianoga does his kind of scary Halloween trick mm-hmm. where he disappears for a disappears. second. Disappears. And then stalks down. I mean, as you can hear the dogs in the background are reacting to the story as it's well. A, it's a good story. Yeah. I think, uh, so then he pulls him underneath, right? We're on the same page there? Yeah. Disappears. Yeah. Tentacle comes up. Now, Gerard knows it's coming, though, right? Yeah. Oh, he has to. He has to. He is a, a tactician as well. He right. knows the tactics of fear. I think that's what the much like a crocodile or an alligator, whichever one spins. You guys tell oh, me. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's not in Star Wars, so I don't know. So it. I don't know it. Uh, or much like a ferret used to uh, slowly arch its back before it pounced on me when my ex girlfriend and I had ferrets. Um, I uh, Gerard knows this silence is. A, he knows what's coming. The silence of death. Yes. So right before that one tentacle comes up and wraps around Gerard's leg. He grabs a discarded piece of a staff. Ooh. Like an Emperor's Royal Guard trained like too hard. A, a force pike that's force been broken. Force type or, of thing, yeah. maybe. Um, and he's pulled underneath, but he has this weapon. Right. Okay. And he jabs like he has never jabbed right. before. Right. He's all organized, calm and cool as he goes down. And yep. then it's, it's, uh, it's he totally flips out with the jabbing. Powerful, uncontrolled thrusting, like he's a high schooler losing his virginity. It's it's uh, it's messy. It's crazy. It's, it's messy. There. It's crazy. Okay, so uh, there are screams from the Dianoga. Oh, I've never. We've this is for the first time in canon. We've established yeah. screams. I think the uh, Dianoga bursts its mouth above the water level, so its screams can be heard. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, ah! Ah! right. It's really, really upset. It's right. it's not happy. And in doing this. It thinks it's just expressing itself, but this is the first time Jared Gerard sees the mouth <laughs> of Until this moment, he wasn't sure how it ate. No, and the the mouth is arguably crotch position. It, it, it's central it's, part of the body. It's central part. Central, central region. Where the torso should be, yeah. the torso and crotch should be. There's it's just a kind of giant Rathtar-like mouth. Yeah, all tentacles lead to mouth. Uh <laughs> I think that's a Carol King song. <laughs> uh, and I think George Gerard sees an opportunity. Yeah. 
Uh, and I think he grabs an even uh, bigger piece mm, of junk. Okay. Uh, I think maybe like a, a discarded uh, stormtrooper uh, armor. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, a piece of armor, like yeah. chest plate. And I think he jams it into the Dianoga's mouth. Wow. To try to choke yeah. the Dianoga. Right. What do you think happens next? I think, well, much like when Luke does that to the Rancor. Oh, yeah. Um, the the uh, um, Dianoga, not happy, releases Ger Gerard. And kind of jerks back, and um, you know he, he can't bite it and destroy it like the Rancor, um, but he's slapping at it with his tentacles. In okay, the meantime, he's trying to get it out. Gerard is crawling up the trash, trying to find a way out. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's resourceful. Why this is happening? Wow, this is happening. Um, you, you, there is a sudden <laughs> lurch. The compactor doors are shutting. Oh no, they're compacting. They're they're timed. Yeah. It doesn't know that there's Y-wings and X-wings and A-wings and B-wings attacking it. No, it's just time they to don't compact. Know that Lando's flying in the core <laughs> right now. They don't know this. Uh, so the doors are compacting. Okay. And I think at this point, uh, Jirdra realizes I have two options. I can try to climb up mm-hmm. to the higher level mm-hmm. and see if there's some sort of a way to blast open and exit at the top. Right. Or to get to the chute, mm-hmm. basically. Or... I can try one more time to reach someone. So I think right. what he does is a daring, okay. a daring move. He has been well trained mm. in the Empire. Right. Uh, he's lost his hat, <laughs> but he still Which has. He was very proud of. He it was it, very well kept hat, really on point. Uh, but he still has a shoe. Mm-hmm. So I think he pulls off one of his waterlogged shoes, and I think just in great accuracy, mm-hmm. better than the stormtroopers, he throws it across the room. And turns the intercom on again. Mm. And I believe he starts screaming. I think he hit the button to be broadcasting over the entire Death Star. Right. And I believe he starts screaming. Okay. What, what does he say? He says, this is Moff Jer Gerard. I am in trash compactor 717128. Please get me out of here. Someone, anyone, anyone that's listening, I command you to stay at your post and get me out. Okay. And th- this is uh, in the background mm-hmm. uh, as... Luke yeah. and Anakin are connecting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there is someone who hears it. Ooh. He is uh, on his way down and out of the Death Star as well. He senses things aren't going well. Is a, is a man named Janus Grijatus. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, one of the Imperial dignitaries. Yes. He just happens to hear this. Uh, he doesn't quite know what to do. So he clicks on the intercom. He's like, Hello. Who is this? <laughs> this is Moff Jer Gerard. I am in Trash Compactor 7127118, whatever the number I said. Um, uh, I need to be, uh, I need to get out of here. How do I do that? So now Gerard's going to try to explain to him over the intercom. Okay, and he's all the way across the room now. He, the Dianoga is between him and the intercom. He yeah. just threw his shoe, so he's shouting. He's shouting it's, loud. It's tinny. Yeah. Uh, Gujadis is barely understanding what's being said to him. Right. Uh, But he is shouting for help. Like, will you come to this exact door, this exact aisle, do this hallway, and hit this button? Right. Uh, And do we think uh, that Gujadis does this? Um, He starts to. Okay. And then he's having trouble. (laughs) Um, And then along comes Similu, who's like, (laughs) we need to go. Okay. All right. Uh, 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 Tashu is already uh, uh, on, the, on his way to Jakku. All right. He's going back there. We need to get out of here. We need to get out of here. Sheev has died. Yeah. I saw some blue energy. Right. And Janice is like, I was in the 
uh, I was in the cafeteria. What happened? Sheev has died. We need to go. Blue energy shot out of right. a bunch of holes in the right. center of the Death Star. The kids got Vader. He's down the hallway somewhere. What's going on here? I I, th- I think it's that Jer Gerard man. He seems to be taking the trash out and uh, ordering me to get him out of the room. I think at this point, Jer Gerard is angry. He's never got the mystical BS that Palpatine gets up to. He takes off his other shoe. He throws it throws and turns it. off the intercom. <laughs> And he realizes he's a master tactician. Mm-hmm. And at this point, he realizes uh, something's wrong. Uh, there's bits uh, and pieces. He right. can hear his space station yeah. falling apart. Right. He's heard now that the emperor is dead. Mm, yeah, he yeah. has confirmation. That, and he realizes that he only has mm-hmm. one hope, one ally. Yeah. And that is the Dianoga itself. Yes. So I think he dives down. Oh, wow. And I think he bravely tries to negotiate with this creature that he doesn't know if it's sentient or not. And I think he dropped down, and I think he says, I believe I have heard you have an eye. Do you have an eye? I believe the eye stock pops up. Pops up. Yeah. And I think uh, he grabs, like, yeah. the back of the eye stock. Oh, wow. It, like, not in a in a torturing way, but in, like, a cupping way. <laughs> like, you know when you grab your, your friend's head because they're too drunk and they're sure. going to wall a little yeah. bit? Yeah, me at the end of this episode. <laughs> you grab them. I'm like, no, th- but this is serious. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think Jer Gerard mm-hmm. knows that he must summon all of the, uh, the command, the power that he has in him right. to get through to this creature of, like, sure, you might be able to withstand the compacting, but yeah. this whole station is going to blow up, and even you can't handle that. And the only way we're going to get out of this is together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What What else does he say? That's what he communicates. But he he he, he pleads to this ice talk. <laughs> How do you get in here? Because that's our only way out. Yes, yes. And, and he says, "Oh, go go for it." No, well, I think there's a pause. Okay. And the diagnoga blinks, and then. Suddenly he goes, and heads off under the water. Gerard freezes again, but then the, ar- the, the eye pops back up again, mm-hmm. and it kind of does like a, over here. Okay. Over here. So Gerard follows, and then they both submerge under the water. Okay. To a vent that's down below. Okay, it's a vent. All right, I like, like a, this. Yeah, like a, like a filter. Yeah. Maybe more is the correct term, like like in your swimming pool. Yeah, I, I like this. And I think as it turns out, mm-hmm. they swim through this. Uh, and uh, we realize that it, it, it there there is an entry point to one of the many shuttle bays. Yeah. And this is the shuttle bay where food is brought on board. Gotcha. And Gerard has the epiphany mm-hmm. that there is someone who has been smuggling exotic foodstuffs onto the Death Star. And that apparently this person thought that they would be able to cook the Dianoga. Right. But no, it gets out and it slithers up there and right. goes home to the trash compactor where it likes to be. Right. And Gerard being oh so sharp, he puts all this together just knowing, yep. oh, that asshole docks here. Yep. He always brings in the exotic food. He that, that, if he wasn't already gonna die, I'd kill him, says right. Jared Gerard to himself. And now I think this is the point where we need to pause mm-hmm. in our story and determine who should win? Because it is still databank brawl. There wasn't a lot of brawling in this one. There was a lot of more trying to... <laughs> Sometimes the stories take take you where they're supposed to go, Joseph. Figure out who they want to be. These characters right. are really... This is about fighting themselves, really. Right. right. Uh, but who, in a legitimate fight, do you think would win? And who do you want to win our story? 
Um, I think in a legitimate fight, the Dianoga would win. <laughs> it's just got too many tentacles. It's got too many advantages, including environmental. Yeah. Um, but I believe Moff Gerard has earned earned this victory and perhaps earned his escape. Mm. Mm. So, so you stuck. feel okay? Okay. Stuck. Okay. Because I'll tell you this, this, and you know, to those listening, we definitely don't plan these because this fight did not go where I thought it was going to go. <laughs> no, me neither. No, me neither. No, it did not. <laughs> I thought a more definitive winner was going to be. Uh, I thought that at would this be. Point. I thought that would be clear too. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, so, and so broke some cannon, I guess. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I guess the the Dianoga on the original Death Star does. Um, does leave when the walls are closing, mm-hmm. but our Dianoga is spineless and can withstand it. So right. it's an evolved Dianoga. Right, right. But here's what I think happens. Yeah. In the, in the spirit of what you were saying right away yeah. uh, at the beginning of this, I think they get to a shuttle. Yeah. I think they get to a ship. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think at first, uh, the, yeah, Gerard can't even get on in the Dianoga uses its tentacles to actually pry open. Right. Uh, the, the, the shuttle so he can actually get on. Now at this point, it's all sorts of weird mismatched couples getting off the Death Star together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Vader and Luke. It's George Ryden and Dianoga. Who knows who else is going off together? Yeah. We'll discover in other episodes of Data Bank Ball. Yeah. There's a gonk droid and Similu. <laughs> I think they take off together, and I think they both know, mm-hmm. once they get off, though, the, one of the other is going to kill. Yeah. Is going to kill. So as that space shuttle launches away... Mm-hmm. The, death, the second Death Star, yeah, built in record time mm-hmm. thanks to Moff Gerard. His yeah. hopes and his dreams are exploding behind him. He's on a ship with a Dianoga. Yeah, what's going to happen next, Ken? Um, they start heading towards uh, Endor. Okay, uh, the Death Star explodes. So uh, there's a lot of distractions going on <laughs> for sure. Um, a lot of Ewoks dancing, celebrating songs being sung. Inferno Squad is trying to figure out how to get out of there. Um, Sinjar Wrath of Alice. Sinjar Wrath down on the planet is having a, a crisis of morality himself. There, um, Galius Rax is somewhere on Jakku, going, the, 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 "We've got to enact our plan, <laughs> uh, the Emperor's plan, the Emperor's contingency plan." So all that's going on. I think Jer Gerard goes down to Endor, tries to get away from it all. The Dianoga is just kind of sitting there, confused on the ship. It's in, it doesn't know what's going on. There's no trash here. No trash. They land. Uh, they get out of the shuttle. Dianoga kind of looking for water. Um, they stare at each other, um, and that's when I think the the Dianoga um, tries to attack them again. Yeah, <laughs> because it is. It is like that scorpion riding a frog. It's going to sting you because that's what I do. I'm a scorpion. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how canon breaking this is. This is, might be the whiskey talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think that the Dianoga grabs uh, Gerard, mm-hmm. wraps all of his limbs, mm-hmm. their eyes, two of Gerard's and the one of Dianoga's meat. Yeah. And Gerard knows this is the end. I just hope that he eats me quickly. <laughs> he is being dragged to his death. Uh-huh. Yeah. When the non-canon creature known as Teak shows up. <laughs> and Teak from the Ewok specials yes. intervenes, mm-hmm. cuts off a few tentacles, mm-hmm. and saves Jared Gerard. Yep. And they both run away 
into the forest, into mystery. Yeah. As the Dianoga screams in pain and rage. Yeah. The pain and rage of his tentacles being cut off, its tentacles being cut off, and also the pain and rage yeah. of existential dread because yes. the Dianoga is sentient. That's right. And dies a slow death. Teak uh, takes Jared Gerard, uh, runs into uh, Noah, <laughs> Wilfred Brimley's character. And from there, we don't know. We don't know. It's a mystery. We don't know. Everything else we already said, we know. Yeah. The Dianoga. That happened. Yeah. The Dianoga um, slowly dies, <laughs> but is found later by an Ewok foraging group and is then cooked and served to a group of celebrating rebels the next day for breakfast when Wedge, Lando, Han, Leia, Luke, all white wake up hungover from their celebration. <laughs> and they eat delicious Dianoga yeah. correctly prepared. Yes. By an Ewok. Well, that is our story. What a beautiful, strange story, as always. Uh, Ken, uh, where can people find you on all the social media? You can find me at Ken Napsock. Excellent. You follow all Ken's adventures. Uh, he does a lot of great stuff. He's got the Napsock files. He's on Collider Video, so go find him. If there are characters that you want to see fight, you can send us uh, tweets and Facebooks and whatnot. Use the hashtag databankbrawl. You can su- suggest matchups. We really like it when you just say, hey, we really want to see this character. And we got some more characters that a lot of people have requested that will be coming up soon here on Databank Brawl. We also have our Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash forcecenter. Uh, we are building to a new goal. Our new goal is to have custom themes music for our show it will be really cool it will match the moods of the show you guys have been really supportive of our patreon so far so go check that out you can find me on all the social medias at joseph scrimshaw you can like force center on facebook and follow us on twitter is at force center pod and until next time as luke skywalker once said well no one was really listening i care that's it for databank brawl Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.